guys, it is Jay on Just Jay today, and we are here on episode three, and I have a very special guest today who means a lot to me and probably to a lot of girls out there that I was on the Chicago Blackhawks ice crew with. Um, without her, the ice crew would never exist, and we have a win here. Say hi, Win. Hi, Win. <laughs> oh, wait, that oh. was such a cheerleader thing to do. Oh, my God. Sorry. And, okay, <laughs> there's her introduction, of course. We can't never be serious. Um, and Win is not only, not only did she start the ice crew, she coached it, she led it, she had many positions with the ice crew. Um, she was also a former lovable. Hey. So that's probably where she got a lot of her Goofy. cheerleading mm -hmm. experience uh, out of. And then she also became a life coach, which is really cool. And we're going to get into all of that. Um, I, your life coaching experience through the ice crew really helped all of us. I mean, it's crazy to think about things that you never really thought in a different way that Wynn explained it. But before we get into all that crazy stuff where you guys are gonna sit there and think, if you're listening, which I hope you are, we're gonna talk about how I met Wynn. And that's kind of a given. I obviously met her through the ice crew when I tried mm -hmm. out. She became my coach and she coached me through a lot of my first year getting on the team and not being one of the best skaters and kind of helping not only me but everybody kind of find our place there and when i want to know how you found your place at even starting like what made you think <laughs> to start an ice crew <laughs> total accident <laughs> <laughs> so back in the day as you said I was a lovable and I had been a lovable for four years and I'd also been working with the Chicago Rush as an adrenaline rush dancer they were the arena football league here back in the day and so I had immersed myself in performance as a cheerleader and I loved it and I told everybody that I knew um, that I wanted to be the director and I includingly told the director of both those teams and she was having none of it, right? So she she was like, I'm not gonna be, you know, part, part of this. I'm not gonna encourage your dream because this is my job, right? And, um, but somehow I, because I my cheerleader niche, I guess I just didn't give up, right? You don't give up when things are down. And the owner of the Chicago Rush signed me um, to be their new team dance director. Uh, and one caveat was, is as I was retiring, retiring from the Lovables, was that I had to start my own company. Because um, here in Chicago, for whatever reason, the thing to do was to have um, a liability firewall kind of in place so instead of um, the, them worrying about uh, how the cheerleaders were acting behaving and being trained and stuff it was easier to hire kind of like an outside vendor mm -hmm. like you know you're an independent contractor yeah and so um, when they hired me you know <laughs> they said this is all we're gonna pay you and I was like okay that means I still have to keep my job because it was that little I'm supposed to pay the women on this I'm supposed to buy their uniforms and then somehow pay myself 
And so in the process of that, I'm starting this company, I'm thinking, well, who else would like to have cheerleaders? Of course, the Bears is the first place you go, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, no. I mean, they it was, still don't have cheerleaders, no, do they? No, no, maybe someday. And like you said, you had to keep your job. I think with any dream you want to do or any yes. step you want to take, uh-huh. you have to still keep that kind of stability. Like, yeah, even you don't as want to the encourage director. people to quit your job and go do something, right? Well, <laughs> and even as the director of the, you know, of teams, you know, mm. you know, everyone knows how cheerleaders get paid. Um, even as a director, there was nothing there. And so it was up to me to do appearances and to try to find a ways to make money through my company. And I had happened to literally go to grade school with the guy who runs the Blackhawks sponsorship department. Oh, my God. And I kept seeing him at random events. And he, I finally went like, can I just come talk to you about this crazy <laughs> idea I have? And he was like, okay. So I sat down at the table and I was like, what do you think about having dancers like in the stands or on the ice? I was a lovable. We actually danced on the ice at a at a minor league event in Kentucky. Oh like, my God, you guys danced on the ice? Yeah, they put out carpeting and we danced. It was hilarious. I'm like, what if we had dancers? Like, um, I don't think the Blackhawks fans <laughs> are up for that. <laughs> He's like, but maybe what if we tried ice skaters? And I was like, oh, I can handle ice skaters. What? They've got to be easy, mm-hmm. right? No. <laughs> they are the, they're We're like, not easy. like, so I would equate cheerleader dancers to dogs who just want, like, if you had to go to the pet world, I'm looking at your thing. Like, we are, we want to be in a pack we want to look alike we don't we want to be together and ice skaters are like cats you like trying to herd cats right when you're working with ice skaters and so yeah I had no idea how to train them I've never ice skated I still don't know how to ice skate and I've so, seen you on skates a couple of yeah. times. Did you see me fall that one time? No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So anyway, so that's how it started. And who would have thought that the Blackhawks would become what they became? This was in 2003. And they became, you know, I used to get handed tickets, stacks of tickets on the glass. Oh, my God. And they said, can you please fill the seats? Oh, my God. Yes. And I would be like, I can't get any. I mean, like, we'd get some people. Isn't but, that crazy? Yeah, and then everything switched, and we've won all these championships, and mm-hmm. we've grown into a very integral part of the marketing department. The, the Chicago Rush fell away, and so everything went towards the ice crew. I was raising kids. I could work part-time, and the appearances started to come. You know, So as the appearances came, we were able to make um, an extra income to um, supply uh, everybody with a little bit better everything mm-hmm. right and including bringing on a, a team director um as i became a life coach and moved into a new role uh so yes yeah, so that's where we are today oh my gosh so and i'm having a hot flash it, uh, well, so if you can hear the fan out there everybody it's because i have oh a, i'm gonna share a picture she she brought uh her fan with her her diva i'm gonna call it her diva fan not her hot flash <laughs> fan diva but it's fan. really a hot flash wind fan. sounds like she's 18 <laughs> and she still looks it too but um, so it's it's so crazy because as so you have kids. How old are your kids now? Eleven and thirteen. Okay, so going back, so you didn't have kids when you first started. No, but I literally got pregnant within like the two years after starting. So, so you was, did all this, had a full time job. Um, yes, I had a full time job. Mm-hmm. You were pregnant, then you raised kids through all that that's that's crazy so I mean literally anyone can do anything 
yeah well they want if they if they put the effort their mind to it yeah and and in relation to you driving from indiana Mm -hmm. i didn't make lovables the first time i tried out Mm -hmm. so the year before that i tried out for the milwaukee bucks and i drove it was 1980 1998 i'm not that old 1998 to 99 i drove to milwaukee in snowstorms and whatever and i you know if you want to do it you find a way to love it you find a way to do it yeah and you probably don't know this but i used to drive home and when i would hit the border of illinois the um the the show love line which was a radio show uh-huh with, what's his name dr drew would come i on. know no i do know <laughs> what you're talking about and it would come on and i would listen to it and eat an apple like that's all i would allow myself to have on the way home but like i would eat an apple and listen to it and just laugh my ass off and that's how I entertained myself, you mm-hmm. know? I don't know how you entertained yourself in the car, but. I don't think they want to know out there how I entertained myself in the car. <laughs> Actually, um, that's leaving show. the games, leaving the games, uh, a lot of ways I entertained myself is I would call one of the girls and, and we would either laugh about some of the things that happened or bitch about everything that happened that <laughs> night. So that's how we entertained ourselves. I and those conversations that. usually lasted a good amount of time for all of us to okay, get home. Just to age myself, I didn't have a cell phone because I don't think, I don't, yeah, I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't even think I knew what they were. <laughs> so you couldn't call anyone once you left? No. No, no yeah, we didn't. Okay, uh, well, I shout out Loveline. to Dr. Drew. At least he was there. Yes. Loveline. And Adam, somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a good show. So that is so crazy, though. So yeah, without. Wynn, who's sitting here with me right now, there would be no Chicago Blackhawks ice cream. Or there would be, and it would be very, you know, it would have There might be, but you started this. Yeah. I mean, and there's so many girls that want to be a part of that team or a cheerleading team. I think we're up to 100 that have come through the program. Oh, my gosh. The crew, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. Um, So that's how you got there. And then... Now you're seeing, after all these years, you're seeing all these girls come through. They want to be a part of the ice crew. They maybe want to show a certain side of them. They might want to be a little fake. They might want to be a little what egotistical. I, you know, like come through. But your biggest thing was like come through real because I'll see that fakeness. (laughs) I remember that's one of the first things I remember you saying is if you try to be fake, I'm going to (laughs) know. So as people that want to like get into the professional cheerleading world or join ice crew or I mean now there's a ton of ice crews out there almost in every state you live. We weren't the first. No, but if you want it, but it all can comes into being a part of like a professional quote unquote cheerleading team is what it is Mm -hmm. and for girls that want to come into that do you have like any advice for them on how to come in other than like we being you know i mean all these girls that come through are beautiful Mm -hmm. other than that you know do your hair your lashes what do you expect from them on the inside as a life coach well, as you know, Jay, one of the things I always said is I have no expectations. Um, yeah, you know what? I shouldn't even have said that. <laughs> of, of a person on their inside. But, um, you know, I think what I would want... i to turn off my fan there. Yeah, that's not my a vibrator. That's a fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you could use it if you see. You could use it. <laughs> we'll leave that for our next podcast. 
<laughs> that'll, that'll be for love line, I guess. Um, so, okay. So can I just die? Can I just dive into like what I really want to say? Oh, you can say whatever okay. you want. Because what you're saying is making me bring up why I tried out myself. Yeah. And similar to you is I never had any aspiration to be a cheerleader. I never had any aspiration to be a performer. But I always knew that something was missing inside of me. And it felt like a hole. And I equate this nowadays to the fact that this is the human condition. We all have a hole. We all feel it. We all try to fill it in different ways. So we fill it and then we fill it, you know. Um, So when I was younger, I knew that something was was off but and everybody does everybody feels something's off in every part of life though too i feel like you know years can go by and you still need to fill a hole or you feel like you need to fill a hole no matter what stage of life you're in you'll always have that feeling yeah so but what i think draws and i and i can probably say this with some authority over the last 20 years is what i think draws every single person into cheerleading is the fact that they want to pretend like that hole isn't there and so if i get on this uniform if i align myself with this perfect professional sports hero organization mm-hmm. no one will see it so when you make this team you are validated out the roof right you're thinking oh my god somebody doesn't see my hole they're, they think that I'm perfect, that I can fill these shoes, right? Mm-hmm. They, I can wear this uniform. I can, I can represent this brand that is loved by millions. I saw a million people stand during the championship parades and basically bow down to the players who are, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so when you think that and you see that, and you, that's what I think draws every female at the base level, at conscious or unconscious, into professional cheerleading. And I'm sure it, it draws people into a lot of things, but that's just what I happen to know really well. I've been around it for 20 mm-hmm. years, and I love us, and I want to continue to stay in some capacity, specifically as a life coach or someone who encourages alumni and, you know, just to stick together in sisterhood. Um, but anyway, so I think that's the reason that I was joking about that Um, billboard in the introduction of um, the podcast is that we're all a little messed up but if you will admit it and you work on it inside of the ice crew so that's what I did with you guys is I said let's first acknowledge that we are a little messed up we have kind of crooked reasons for coming in here and when we're here we can do some powerful healing of ourselves and mm-hmm. of all of the women that we're sharing time with. And then we leave with these amazing friendships yes. and these connections. And that's what it's about, right? Like you don't remember specifically probably a lot other than the feeling that you had right. around certain people yeah, and, and who you wanted to stay connected to when you left. Yeah. And yeah. And it, it's so, when I listen to Win Talk, I, I get so like intrigued. So if I if I'm mentally not <laughs> not here right now, I'm I'm thinking I'm reflecting on my own life yeah. actually, my own life. But yeah, when you go in, you feel like you are filling a hole and or covering it up. You're like, at cover- least they're not gonna people aren't gonna see it. I'm gonna be beautiful on this poster. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But one of the things I do remember going into Ice Crew is once you, I, I think it was my first year, you talked about once you're here, don't forget 
who you are once you leave Mm -hmm. because once you get into and i don't want to like specify it just as ice crew but like any cheerleading organization or even um, yes, in professional sports, yeah. I mean, a, a hockey player, basketball player, football player, the biggest thing is you go into that and you are an identity of that for so long. So for me, it was like three years. Mm-hmm. Other people, it's longer, especially if you're, you know, if, uh, play sports. And that's that's on a whole other level, but it all comes down to the same thing. Once you leave you don't want to consume that identity so much that you forget who you are when you came out yeah. or who you were before. Yeah. And I think for me, that was one of my problems because I came in not even thinking that I would make the team. I mean, I came in right after playoffs and they won the Stanley Cup and it was crazy that I even made it in there, but I did. and we loved having you oh thank you and oh i I mean yeah and i'll just put out there i I was the oldest one on the team (laughs) and i was too i was the mama yeah and i was actually yeah and we were both moms that's why i I think we connected really well yeah along with jill shout out to jill hey girl um (laughs) and (laughs) and i think once i left though after being in there for three years i did kind of forget who I was yep. before that uh-huh. and I remember talking to you when and being like I don't know where to go and the decision um you guys before you guys think I was fired I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> it was quietly it was asked my, to leave it no, was it actually wasn't my decision it was outside sources you know getting older having kids all the out, outside things that um yeah there's a time to move on and yeah, everything yeah yeah push me to leaving the ice crew after three years and it was such a sudden movement that I was confused on who I was and where do I go from here where do I fit in I need another identity and I was so consumed in like where is my next identity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um I felt like I mean I remember going to a restaurant in Crown Point and I was talking to my friend. And I'm like, people aren't going to care who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was and do you crazy. Know how many people have said that? How many cheerleaders have said that over the course of their life? And oh, you don't I'm have sure. the, and not have the skill to move through it. Right? Yeah. And but fortunately, not every cheerleading team has somebody like you, or not every sports team has someone like you. But we had you mm-hmm. and you've helped a lot of us move on into that next stage of life or even before we were ready to go or wherever we are in life so um well thanks for saying that because i really do feel like that is my life's calling yeah it, 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 really it is do. and honestly so for me i wasn't one that um i was always one that was very content and happy and I did different things and I didn't have expectations and I I just kind of went with the flow of life and everything kind of worked out for me fortunately mm-hmm. but um and at that time which was my first year you would talk about like energy levels which we'll get into later and life coaching and to be honest I think I could say this now I was like kind of annoyed I <laughs> I didn't want to. I know. Li- I know. No, I didn't want to listen to it, and I, I think a lot of people feel like that because 
they they're like i don't need life coaching i don't want to listen to this right this is fucking stupid <laughs> um and right, i was one of those people oh yeah absolutely and i and i know that believe me it, i know no, that. i'm sure you did and i'm sure I'm you like, saw it i don't want to hear that and i sat there with a smile on my face and nodded my head <laughs> but at the same time i was like i'm sick of this bullshit every month why are we having these meetings but um then you know two years after being on the ice crew life came in pretty hard with a lot of changes like being 30 and Mm -hmm. my son growing up and just life comes at you at different times different ways and that's when I was like oh my god I need win and (laughs) I thought I had this together I thought I had my shit together I thought I knew what I was doing and you know one day it just all changes and you you don't and you get confused you don't know where to go and I think that's where you came in in a big part of my life and I'm sure a lot of the other girls lives too is we had no idea how to handle life coming at us in a certain way or how to wrap our minds around it or take I just no idea so um now I want to get into your your life coaching and before we really get like into that why did you feel like that was kind of like a call for you why did you get into life coaching um well a couple reasons one is i fully acknowledged in myself after having my kids that i was messed up you know i mean we're all a little messed (laughs) up yeah i know i mean that billboard (laughs) is i'm gonna make a shirt about it um but if 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 you can acknowledge that and you can have a sense of humility about you know I don't have it all figured out and it's not um I can't do this by myself um that I started searching for answers I went to different churches I went to new age spirituality um I went to uh, so many self-help books and um and as I was getting in touch with it, I knew that I was ex- I was looking around and like every single person that I'm coaching is going through the same thing at some level. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't very good at explaining it at first. And then it took me like a few years to finally be life coached. So I finally got to the point where I was so at a crossroads that I went to a life coach and that life coach convinced me through her ability to open my eyes that I wanted to become a life coach myself and I I really think it's just bringing in the techniques that she used to talk to people so we talk to people very often as a cheerleader very superficially we talk mm-hmm. to our friends very superficially we t- and then we start to do that and it feels very lonely and separate and I just don't want anyone to see this big hole that's in me I'm just going to throw these blankets over it and hope that I can get through this. And that that's just not a way to lead a life, in my opinion. And so I took, and it was so cheesy the first year when I introduced energy leadership. I mean, like, talk about eye rolling. I specifically <laughs> remember so many, but it has taken many years. And like you said, when they first come in, I 100% know you're going to be like, whatever, mm-hmm. right? And But when that time comes and I can be there for you when you need it, I will have introduced something that we can use. And yes. that's really how I think about it. And my purpose is to, to help you leave better than you came. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not gonna be a hot mess because- Because you, uh, you are, I, I mean, was. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I mean better in that you have the tools to yeah. at least acknowledge and be yes. aware to the point where you're like, I 
and I need I need someone to come in along and hold my hand here right now because if I do this by myself I'm gonna go down this hole with it mm -hmm. and so so think of when you come on the team visualize you are and you anybody that's listening to this can do it they when you go to your job whatever it is whatever achievement you think means something to you think of it as you're putting this like blanket over the hole and you're like really hoping nobody steps on it or sees it but specifically with professional cheerleading it is like a hard line and maybe you're fired or maybe you're let go or maybe you choose to let go there's a hard ripoff of mm -hmm. that and all of a sudden you're exposed again and you're like nothing changed i did all that I thought it was going to change my life. And you're like even more devastated. Exposed is such a good word. Yeah, yeah. and you're, you're exposed. And so some people leave angry. Mm -hmm. Some people leave um, angry at themselves or angry at me or the team director or they didn't get the experience they wanted because now the hole is back, mm -hmm. right? Or they leave and they've, they've, they've really implemented the skills and they've filled their hole a little bit to the point where they're like, I know when this is when this is going to affect me, I know how to affect me and I know that I'm not alone and that I have my sisters and I have all these people that are now part of this common language that we call energy leadership. Mm -hmm. Make sense? And you can use it or you can think about it on your own. I mean, I obviously encourage people on the team to use it and um, it's cheesy sometimes to you guys, but we really, it, it's life-changing. Oh, life I hated changing. it at first. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. Yeah, it's but it's it is life changing if you implement it, and it's it a step towards seeing things as they really are and having a tool to to work with it. Well, one of the things too is as we're talking about filling the holes, everyone has holes to fill, but I feel like for myself, I didn't know that right until things got a little crazy with my own life. Like right. I didn't know that there was even a hole. Right. Until you or you know, think it's filled permanently because you're on this team now. And exactly. You've been validated. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, so do we ever like fill those holes, or are those holes always there? And if they are, I mean, how do we even deal with that? No, I think that honestly, it's 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 going to sound really depressing, but you don't fill that hole because you're human. And well, it doesn't sound depressing because I, <laughs> I, I kind of getting that like you don't ever fill the hole. Yeah, and so if you can get to that place where you're like oh, we're all running around like chickens with our heads cut off trying to fill this hole. I don't care if you're Beyonce. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. I, don't care if you're, I don't care if you're us sitting here at this table. We're all human. And the biological truth of who we are is we're insatiable. We ha need air. We need water. We need food. We need social connection. So it is, we are biologically set up to have needs to be insatiable and to to have an unending need to fill this hole so that's because of the comfort that we're in i believe that it spills out into our emotional and our mental um uh attitude if you if you will because mm -hmm. all of a sudden you think well if i can't fill my body then maybe mentally and emotionally i can't fill myself either so we look outside of ourselves for circumstances and external events to fill those things mm -hmm. i.e if i look this way if i do this thing and it just continues the loop and so i would say cut off the loop right there and tell, tell yourself this hole will not be filled that doesn't mean that i can't have the most lovely awesome human experience right knowing that right and i know that i can start to fill this hole and work with this um disconnection that i feel 
um, in a way that is so different than I was before. Mm-hmm. And I personally believe in God and I personally believe in um, my connection to that. And, and that's a whole nother conversation for people who are atheists. Like I can't really go down that road because mm-hmm. that's not something they can say fills that void for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there might be something else. And, and that, that to me is that first acceptance piece. You're aware of the whole, you accept it. And then you make very different choices when you're tap dancing around it. Mm -hmm. Make sense? That's a lot of things we talked about um, when I was on the ice crew, when we had these meetings. Um, I know I said that I was very annoyed, but I (laughs) I actually did listen because it's helped me a lot. Because you had to. (laughs) Yeah, because I I was forced to. No. Um, But honestly, I know... I know a lot of people are like, I don't need this. I don't want it. It's stupid. But from my perspective. <laughs> wow, I don't think I knew it that bad. But now I know. I'm just kidding. Well, when you look at Who outside, said that? I want to know their names. Pe- I'm just kidding. Jay no. Terry. No. <laughs> They're well, fired. Yeah, it was, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, but like just people in general. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're, like you said, a professional baseball player, hockey player, cheerleader, or if you were construction in Crown Point right now, which is going on, God, Mayor (laughs) Uran, can we get this going? Um, I'm just kidding. Not really, but there was like nowhere to park. Did you find a good parking spot today? No complaints. Anyways, (laughs) that's that's a whole nother conversation, but. um, You have a lot of podcast ideas coming in here. No, I do. (laughs) The next one's gonna be with the mayor about the damn construction here. I'm just, uh, well, I don't know. I shouldn't say I'm just kidding because that that could happen. But um, during my experience on Ice Crew, we did talk about a lot um, acceptance and having no expectations. And I'm just saying the words that like really stuck out to me or like the things you talked about that really stuck out to me. Somebody didn't put their phone on (laughs) silent. Wow, he's gonna have to edit this out, huh? He might, or he'll leave it because ding, ding, you know ding, what? Ding, it's ding, time ding. for the fan and vibrator, ding, I guess. Ding, ding. Okay, put the fan on. All right, we stopped it. We can do like a Blackhawks break or something. Oh my goodness! Buy your season tickets now. Thanks a lot, Josh. <laughs> season tickets are on sale. Wait, <laughs> I don't know. Buyer, go to ChicagoBlackhawks.com. <laughs> Oh, my God. We just start making commercials in here. Um, Okay, let's get back. It's so easy to get off track with these. Let's get back (laughs) on track. I know two cheerleaders. We can totally get off track. I know. Look at the ivy coming down your walls, Jay. I know. Isn't it beautiful? We we do have a really awesome podcast room in here. Mm -hmm. Um, But, okay, so we were talking about, oh, the things that stuck out to me as I was on the ice crew and the things that you said, which one, you already said it, acceptance. Um, the other one was having no expectations, mm-hmm. which was a really, really, really big thing that had has helped me even now. And then another thing that you would talk about, which always annoyed me at first, but <laughs> now it doesn't, is the energy levels. It, it, she would always talk about energy levels, but, and it was hard to kind of, understand yeah especially if you're you were like me yeah. <laughs> and you're re- resisting it or close-minded uh-huh. which i thought i that's another thing i thought i was very open-minded but i wasn't i mean i found out a lot of things about myself through all of this in my years and like i said a lot of teams don't get 
this experience and we did and I think that was like that's really special to us because a lot of teams just have a coach mm-hmm. and just coach mm-hmm. and that's all and you they get. love they love them in their own way I'm sure. yeah but we had a deeper level to where we can think outside of the way people would normally think just going you know throughout yeah. life so um talking about like when you say accepting like the whole is there I mean what do you exactly mean and can that move into um like having no expectations or using those energy levels you always shared with us yeah well I mean my my current um practice in spiritual coaching and life coaching Mm -hmm. and through cloud nine quest really focuses around the term the human being because the human is not fillable you cannot fill us and before you um I don't mean to cut you off, but before you even go into that, me and Wynn were having a conversation before we started the podcast, and I was like, oh my God, this should we, we should be recording right now. <laughs> but we were talking about um, she's starting interviews with some of the girls, and where are they now, the alumni? Yeah. And she was talking to me, asking me some questions earlier, and of course, like I, I started talking about, well... Um, this person could have done this, that person could have done that. And then she started giving her perspective. And one of the crazy things in that moment, again, with when I, you always come to a realization, um, was, wow, like you look at people as people and humans. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us look at people as coaches, bosses, and expect them to just be that thing or that role. Mm -hmm. But... I think a really important thing that we were talking about earlier was to just look at a person as a person. Like, you can't expect people to fill your voids or no, that's fill up put your that on a t-shirt. Put that on teacher. Can't but, expect someone else. Hey, to Faith fill. Church, we got your next billboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and so my point about the human beings is, I see people as human beings. Mm-hmm. I don't just say humans anymore because, like I said, the human body is made to be insatiable. Mm-hmm. It and 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 our brain is only able to process the past. But when you put human being together, being is a very different connotation for me. It's my connection to spirit. It's my connection to God, creator, whatever you want to call it. And if I if I remember those things, then that is where the filling is going to happen. And it's not going to be an external situation. It's not going to be my boss. It's not going to be my child, which is really difficult to even go through. And you're going to mm-hmm. see that too as your child pulls away from you and has their own hole to fill and all of those things and, and doesn't want to listen to you and so forth. But So when you look at the human being, the human by itself has works in lower energy levels. The human... Just naturally. Yes, the yeah. human being is uh, has all of the energy levels available to them because being is connected to something outside of your humanness, which is a biological thing that is made to break down and um, uh, be fed correctly and all those things. And of course, your brain can only manage the past. Mm -hmm. That's all it can do. And it can only manage the past to predict a future around expectations. Mm -hmm. So when you bring in the human being aspect, which is what we talk about in Cloud9 Quest, so this is very separate from what I even talk about with the team because we don't have that much time to get into it. Mm -hmm. I at least can introduce the energy levels on our team and talk about what it means to fill yourself with a very different kind of energy. And that 
is a term that you could interchange that term with attitude Mm -hmm. right i mean and i don't mean like she's giving me attitude but really that's the best word i can think of to Mm -hmm. interchange it is your attitude at any given moment which can change yeah and it's very hard to and i'm i am speaking for myself but for me it was very hard to take in what one was saying at first and apply it to yourself Because it's so hard not to think, like, I have these expectations of this person. Yes. Or this is going to be the outcome of this. Or it's hard to just kind of go with it and not have the expectations and look at people as human beings and Mm -hmm. not as more so roles. Right. And it's hard to kind of get out of the way society kind of, like, makes you I guess is a good way to put it right and opened your mind I mean for me it's not normal (laughs) it's not normal to think the way that I taught you guys but it doesn't mean that it's not right you know we've had plenty of examples in our country of what normal is and it's really destructive and hurtful to people so but like what is I mean right what is normal you know right so this is just the thing that I attach to Um, most life coaches do use some kind of an assessment um, and if people on this podcast are listening, they may have taken one. They may have taken Clifton Strength Finders. They may have taken a DISC assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they may have been woo-woo like me and used assessments like their astrology chart or their numerology chart or, um, you know, a tarot card reading. They're all just assessments. They're a way to break down something that's very difficult to talk about which is your attitude and mm-hmm. how it applies to navigating through the world. And what I use is called energy leadership, and you know that. Mm-hmm. And energy leadership is broken into seven. Okay, this is made up. It's made up like every other assessment. But energy leadership is one way to talk about our seven levels of energy and our seven different attitudes towards the exact same situation. For, for example, if there was a snake right here on the table, a snake charmer would be super excited and have high energy around that snake and actually approach it, mm-hmm. try to connect with it. Someone who's afraid of snakes is going to have a visceral reaction, run out of the room, and disconnect from the experience, mm-hmm. right? Same exact external situation, two very different attitudes that result in two different behaviors. Yes. Does that make sense? So energy leadership explains how those two people may be coming to those resulting behaviors Mm -hmm. and do they like it and do they want to change it do they want more of a certain energy less of a certain energy and then on our team it was even expressed as how do you want to show up to other people Mm -hmm. and your teammates and how are you actually possibly tipping the scales of energy in the room or attitude in the room Makes sense? Right, because your your attitude and presence in the room, especially being on a team, yes. can affect everybody in that room. Like one yes. person can really change everyone in a room. And the cool thing about cheerleading is your actual job is to evoke a positive emotional response in other people. But That's do we all do that? Well, yeah, you do. <laughs> you do it with your looks. You do it with your presence. You do it with your energy, right? Well, in the locker room, though. Right, right, no, no, no. <laughs> right, right. But I'm talking about that's your whole job. So yeah. what a beautiful place to practice energy leadership because yeah. you actually see how your energy influences a fan um, or your energy influences a situation. Um, and 
The other cool thing about this assessment is other assessments are static. You come in and they say, you're an introvert, you're an extrovert, you are a leader, you're a follower, you are a, um, you know, you're a, these are your top strengths, whatever it is. Energy leadership is a fluid, changing, attitudinal assessment. It means you can immediately change your resonating level of energy to, um, to be where you want it to be at any time during the day. You were talking about the snake on the table, and it reminded me of um, one of the things, which we'll just hit super quickly because, I mean, I'm probably going to have to have you on again because there's so to. much to talk about, and I'm sure people are super interested in this. And But one of the things you were talking about was the snake on the table, and I remember um, in some of the meetings we would have, you would talk about survival. Mm-hmm and how you act in that way. And I don't remember exactly how you explained it, but um, can you explain like how, like as a human you would act in survival and how you sure. Um, sure. put that into your life coaching? Yeah, we, had, we, had, we were talking about this at the last ice crew meeting and I used that example and one of the rookies was like, well, it's funny that you use that example because when I was a kid, I was taunted by snakes. My brother used to throw snakes at me. He would oh get his God. friends to throw snakes at me. So she has a snake, sorry to call you out, I won't say her name, but she has a snake issue right now, like a really serious, and, and okay, so nothing really happened to her uh -huh. other than her judgment about the external event. Right. So a human using a brain that only has the ability to analyze the past, Uh huh forms a judgment around something and that judgment leads them energetically that judgment is out in to front of fear them. and all yes. yeah so when you see that thing that you fear or you you fear someone's going to see the hole uh -huh. that you have you will do all kinds of things to to deal with that and that is one of the lower energy levels right because mm -hmm. you're just trying to tolerate and get by and not let people tolerate yeah yeah versus higher energy levels are more on that being that we talked about where you're happy you're peaceful you're calm and you're totally in control of who and what is going on around your mm -hmm. energy instead of letting the external situation control you mm -hmm. so fear external situation of something controls you to behave and you may look back at it and say, that's not how I wanted to be. Right. Versus learning the energy levels and implementing them in your life, you're able to transition pr in a practical way mm -hmm. towards these higher energy levels. It's very, it's pretty easy, right? Once you learn it, they kind of, they're easy to understand once you care about them and yeah. integrate them in your life. Like, oh yeah, I can recognize that. And I can move. Well, that, that's, a, that's a great word because um, once you recognize the situations it's easy to react yep. to them mm -hmm. and um as we run out of time here we i mean there's so much we can talk about and there's so many stories we can share but um like i said we might have to have you on again but with having her here today um she told me earlier she felt free like if you guys have any questions out there want to send in questions to us um she's more than happy to answer them it would be really fun to coach somebody too you know if someone wanted to come in and get coached oh yeah yeah an example yeah i mean there I, there's so many things we can talk about we can do here with um your profession in life coaching and 
if people do want to reach out to you again i know we said on the video earlier but tell us um your website again where they can find you so all things ice crew are usually on winning teams w-y-n-n-i-n-g-t-e-a-m-s and if you're looking for a little bit deeper um exploration of yourself it's cloud nine quests cloud number nine quest.com and then if people want to reach out to you as far as like email where can they find you if they want to is that on the website or yeah both of them okay contact links and yeah okay perfect and um one more thing i was going to talk about which i i don't remember i I was going to (laughs) mention one more thing but God knows what that was. Who knows? I don't know. Wind's got me all in. I'm, I'm floating on cloud nine right now, oh, actually. No. <laughs> but all right. If you guys want to reach out to Wynn, you have her info. If you have any questions for her, or you can also always reach out to local 219. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming in today. I love seeing you again. I miss you so much. Aww. And I loved having you here. Thank you for having so, me. I and hope I'm you sure. have me back. Oh, I... I can say we probably will have you back <laughs> for sure. And um, I'm sure Alan has a bunch of questions for you out there if, he, if he's still in the office. But, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Yes, and thank you for listening. Reach out to Win if you have any questions. Reach out to Local 219. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you. Need some send-off music.